What's up, everybody, and welcome in to Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. I'm Jonathan Hood. Wherever you are listening to us from, thanks so much for downloading the podcast live to tape here in Chicago, the wrestling capital of the world. In this edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday, we'll talk to good old JR Jim Ross, the Hall of Famer, the voice of wrestling. Also, the podcast Grillin' JR, that's where you can hear Conrad Thompson and Jim Ross chop it up on their podcast. And so I look forward to talking to JR about how the All Elite Wrestling Company is coming to Chicago and in a big way on August 20th at the United Center. That's for Rampage. I think we know what could happen there. Also on September 1st, September 3rd, September 5th, we will be giving tickets away on my morning show. I do it, David Kaplan, Cap and Jay Hood. Mornings between 7 and 10 a.m. Central Time on ESPN 1000 and the ESPN Chicago app. If you want tickets to go to the events at the Now Arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, I got your hookup. For the 1st, the 3rd, and the 5th of September, we'll be giving tickets away. I will tell you how those tickets will be given away on this podcast. So make sure, if you're listening for the first time, download the podcast. Also, make sure you leave five stars in a review. Tell people that Jonathan is talking wrestling, Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. But if you're in the area, Chicagoland area, or wherever you're listening to us from, and you want to be part of what's going to be great for all elite wrestling coming to the Chicagoland area, make sure that you listen closely on my morning show, in which you can listen on ESPN 1000 or the ESPN Chicago app, download that. Or listen here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday and how you can score tickets for the 1st, 3rd, and 5th of September. We're giving them away. We just got that deal locked in as we do this here on Tuesday morning. As always, we appreciate you checking out the show. Let me call Jim Ross and get underway and let's get his thoughts about what's going on in All Elite Wrestling a lot of uh, news and notes around wrestling we'll talk to JR about as well right here on this special edition of Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Thanks so much for being with us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Jonathan Hood with you. So glad that you're with us. Uh, the capital of the world when it comes to wrestling in Chicago. And AEW is going to be in town, first of all, on the 20th at the United Center. Also, September 1st, September 3rd, September 5th as well. We'll be giving tickets away here on ESPN 1000 as we go to the Hall of Famer, the voice of wrestling, AEW Zone, good old JR Jim Ross. He joins me here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. JR, as always, I appreciate your time. Thanks for coming on the show. Um, always my pleasure, Jonathan. Good to talk to you. Good to hear your voice. Also, also, don't forget, also ESPN uh, rodeo analyst Jim Ross also joins us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, you find some tape of that, you're, uh, you're a gold miner. <laughs> you, you and Bob Carpenter uh, doing that, yes. right? Yeah. Bob Carpenter and the color guy was the promotions owner and booker, Bill Bill Polis, and uh, he was a world champion uh, bareback rider, I think. But he, he created the idea to do this uh, team rodeo deal back in the day, mm-hmm. and he hired me to be do color. So I I hung around the bucking shoots a lot, watched guys risk their lives, <laughs> and and made and made maybe fifty bucks a game. It was a interesting experience, but you got to do all these different things to to broaden your broadcast skills. Because they're all basically the same. You got to prep. You got to do them cue. You got to be in on your spot. You got to talk in sound bites, unlike I'm doing now. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, it's uh, it was a fun experience, no doubt. Uh, Jay, I want to ask you about something I talked to um, 
Ryan McKinnell about. I was actually sat in for Mark Henry on Saturday morning because Mark was busy with Rampage, so he didn't do the show. So I sat in on Busted Open on Sirius XM, and we were talking about the best homegrown talent out of AEW. And I, I mentioned, for me personally, it would be either Darby or Jungle Boy. Am I on the right path when we talk about some of the best homegrown talent in AEW right now? Yeah, without a doubt, you're you're on the money, and but that group is not alone. So we've been very fortunate that several of our young guys who have earned playing time uh, have maximized their minutes. And uh, Darby and Jungle Boy are two of those guys. MJF is another one, obviously that you know Merritt's talking about. He's a, come the center of a lot of things now with Chris Jericho. Of course, they'll be meeting uh, on TV tomorrow night at uh, in uh, in Houston on TNT, uh, 8 o'clock, 7 o'clock Central, all that good stuff. Uh, but th- those are those guys are among many. You know, Britt Brit Baker's become a big star there mm-hmm. uh, for us. And it's hard to narrow it down to one guy or, or one woman or whatever. But the, that short list that we just discussed is, is pretty accurate. Uh, when I take a look at all of the years that you've been in the business and then look at the agents or producers, as they call them now in AEW, maybe it's just me, JR. I just think that I'm talking about Paterno, Stoops, Bear Bryant. There's so much knowledge behind the scenes. How much uh, is, are, are your years of influence instrumental to some of the younger wrestlers on the roster? Well, a lot of them come to me for feedback or advice. You know, I'm always willing to help play it forward. You know, I had some great mentors when I first got in the business in the 1970s, and they taught me things that I still use today. So, uh, you know, I, I think that all of our coaches have done a hell of a job. You know, I watched that uh, last week, uh, the debut of uh, Rampage. Mm-hmm. I thought that the Britt Baker uh, match with Red Velvet was outstanding. And I told Tony Khan, I said, I don't even know who the, the coach of that match is because I wasn't there. I said, uh, but whoever it was needs an attaboy because they did a hell of a job laying that match out. So I just think that's an illustration of uh, how valuable they are. You know, the, the Dean Malenko's, the Cherry Lynn's, Billy Gunn. Uh, we got a lot of guys that have had a lot of ring time at a high level, and they're passing it, playing it forward, as we said, and, and uh, doing a great job. They're, key to our, they're one of the keys to our success, without a doubt. Don't forget about JR's podcast, Grilling JR with J- with uh, Jim Ross as well as Conrad Thompson. Wherever you get your podcast, look for Grilling JR as uh, JR and uh, Conrad do a great job on that podcast. And speaking of Tony Khan, you know, uh, this open door policy is interesting. The, the relationships that Tony Khan has brokered with Impact Wrestling, AAA, a couple of other promotions as well. How similar is his partnership with other promotions like the territory system working with others? It's, it's working very comparably. I think uh, it's refreshing to see a promoter with that much of an open mind where his number one goal is to provide his fans, his fan base, his viewers with what they want to see. And uh, I think that uh, Tony's done a great job of that. You know, he's still a fan, unabashedly. He lives and breathes uh, AEW with all of his other interests. He's got to deal with with the Jags and Fulham Football Club in England. But uh, it, it seems to me like AEW, because it's pro wrestling, is a, is his top passion. So, uh, but it's very it's refreshing to be honest with you. It, it gets the best matches on television. It, it provides matchups that you didn't think you would see. 
And I kind of compare it to OU going to the Oklahoma University, going to the SEC. Mm-hmm. Uh, you're going to have new rivalries. You're going to have new new tailgating locations. You're going to be in new stadiums. Uh, it, it's, it's just, and I think wrestling fans, not unlike football fans, like new. And so for something like this to occur with the SEC, kind of reminds me of what we're doing as far as uh, creating new matches, new scenarios, and of course our crowds we've had lately and we expect, you know, the tennis, the tickets sold for Chicago uh, in the next few weeks at AEWTIX.com, Jonathan, is nothing short of extraordinary. For one market to be that productive and sell that many tickets this far out uh, is pretty amazing to me and I'm very grateful for that and that's why Chicago's a city, you know. He's, what are you going to say? I, I, some of my best moments have been in Chicago. And, and it, it, uh, you know, from the years I got to work with good old Jack Brickhouse back in the day, I heard enough about Chicago sports and, you know, the Cubs and the White Sox and, of course, the Bears. Uh, and in his matches he had, uh, he called on TV. Uh, I, I'm a big believer in Chicago all the way around. So uh, it's just shocking to me that we've got that many tickets sold. And, but we're not sold out. You know, people can still come see us. And uh, I think it's going to be a, a, a great stay for us in Chicago. It just gives me a, more excuses to eat multiple meals at Gibson's. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I know, I know I know. that you're comfortable in, in Jacksonville and also at home in Oklahoma, but you really should have a crib here. I mean, and, and also, JR, let's just be honest. The reason why the, the tickets are selling so well, you're coming pretty much to your third home here in Chicago. I mean, all your, a lot of so many great moments, man. If it wasn't for the golden thumb of, of Jerry Lawler goosing you to stand up there when you got your you got in the <laughs> WWE Hall of Fame, the golden thumb, and then he made sure that you stood up there because it was a great moment. I was there to, when you were put into the WWE Hall of Fame, the announcement for the WWE Hall of Fame, and of course, the country whipping match with Coachman. All these things have happened uh, in Chicago. So this really is a crib for you. This is a, your town. Yeah, it's great, man. They. I will tell you the most moving moment thus far in my career was that night in Chicago because, you know, I, I've never been one to want to step ahead of the line as far as uh, television exposure is concerned. I've never been comfortable doing those matches I did, which were like cow, a cow on ice, <laughs> clumsy, awkward, you know. Uh, but when I, Lawler, he, did, he gave me the goose because McMahon told him on his headset, get JR to stand up. So I thought I'd just stand up uh, and acknowledge respectfully. And then all of a sudden, you know, uh, Lawler keeps pushing me up. So he's business telling him, don't let him sit down, milk this moment. And, uh, but when the fans gave me a standing ovation, you know, I was the last guy announced for the 2007 Hall of Fame class. So uh, Lawler had been announced earlier and Dusty and Mr. Perfect, we had a great class, and uh, so in any event, that was my moment, uh, Jonathan. That was my my fanboy moment to where I actually got to feel what a real big league pop felt like, and it was just absolutely uh, unforgettable. Well, that's because you deserve it. So you did, and once you get to the now arena. 
uh, and do work there. You'll again, you'll get a road warrior pop. You'll come around that corner like you did last time. You'll get that road warrior pop. It'll be <laughs> September 1st, the 3rd and the 5th at the now arena in Hoffman Estates, Illinois. Again, you can get your tickets and they're available. And also we'll give away some tickets on the shows here at ESPN 1000. So stay by your listening device. Now you can win tickets to see uh, AEW live and in person. Uh, Rick Flair uh, showed up over the weekend at Triple A. Uh, he's a restless sort, isn't he? He's a restless guy. I mean, I didn't expect him to see him there. What could he bring to the table to an organization in 2021, JR? Great name identity. Uh, he's connected with success. He's uh, deeply rooted within the, uh, the heritage of pro wrestling. So a lot of things along those lines. I don't know, you know, we should count on Rick as in a match. I don't see that personally. I might be wrong, uh, but he can bring a lot of other value. And plus, you're a young guy. You say you're a young guy. You're you, you know, let's get MJF for example. MJF is probably one of the hottest villains in pro wrestling. It's not the hottest, and, but but he can have a casual conversation about the art of being a pro wrestling villain. Who better mind to tap into than Ric Flair? So there's things like that that you know that don't get make uh, social media so to speak, uh, but I think if Rick Flair could help us in so many ways if he chooses to go that way, he and Tony, Tony Khan, and uh, we'll see, we'll see how, how it's going to work out. I, uh, you know, who knows? I was shocked that he was in Mexico City. Yeah, I didn't have any, I didn't know anything about that, which is fine. I don't need to know. Uh, it was better. I like surprises, but he could Rick's. Uh, could help us in a lot of ways. Like I said, just counseling some kids, let them know that they're on the right track, let them know a few things they can do to improve their game, their technique, so to speak. Uh, but he could help us a lot if he comes aboard, and that still remains to be seen. Yeah, and I, I guess the follow-up to that is I do recall when Rick had the book and was you know, trying to book some, some things while he was still wrestling in the late 80s, early 90s. And I don't know if he was a willing participant, JR. Like, I think that he did not mind helping out, but maybe as a maintenance booker, but maybe not the guy for the long haul. So I wonder what it, would his opinion change on that, because you're right, the knowledge is there, but there are some, it's kind of like, if, could Michael Jordan coach? Probably not. <laughs> but could, could Rick be that guy to impart that knowledge? Because I don't know if he was doing that while he was wrestling full time. I don't know that Rick was ever comfortable being the booker in WCW when I worked with him. Mm-hmm. It, 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 it just added a lot more pressure to him. But make no mistake about it, Jonathan, we've got a coach. Uh, and his name is Tony Khan. And that's not changing. So, uh, but as far as a, an advisor, uh, give you know feedback to, to help the talent in the same regard, uh, Rick would probably be a hell of a hire. I want to ask you about, you mentioned OU and Texas going to the SEC pretty soon here. And, of course, the dominoes are going to start falling with the Big 12. First and foremost, I I hadn't talked to you since that announcement was made. What was your initial reaction to knowing that OU and Texas would be going to the SEC? Well, I was uh, admittedly surprised when I first heard it. But then uh, after I talked to some of my close friends who were involved in uh, in administration there at OU, just – to get their gut feeling on it, uh, it all makes sense you know, for the big picture. Uh, and long-term money and big money is uh, this is I think the road you got to travel. You know the the S, the big Big Twelve was 
was blown apart in in part by Texas and the, and the Longhorn Network being so adversarial in the minds of many in the league. Uh, but they they're all excited about it. You know, Coach Riley's excited about it. My friend Joe Castiglione is the athletic director there. He's he's a big thinker, a guy I have great respect for. Uh, he could be the commissioner of the NFL as easy as not. He's just that smart. Uh, just a brilliant guy. So they're all for it, Jonathan, and I, I am too. I, after I got over the initial shock, I started, you know, forecasting the road trips. Yeah. I, I use this on the air, and it, it probably it came off worse than it should have. But that's me sometimes. Uh, even when I get the, the promotion's name wrong, <laughs> I, still, I, I is this hey, those things will happen. Yeah. But I mentioned I said, would you rather be tailgating? in the Grove in Oxford, Mississippi, with all those Southern Bells, or had you rather go to uh, uh, Manhattan, Kansas, uh, <laughs> and tailgate there? I've had, I've tailgated in Manhattan on mul- m- multiple occasions. It's a fun place, yeah. but let's be honest about it. It's not, it's not the Grove. It's not Birmingham or, or Tuscaloosa. You know, it's not the Baton Rouge. Uh, it's just, there's just something about all those potential matchups and those stadiums and those new road trips creating new opportunities, much like this open door policy is with AEW. You know, you you want the best. You want you in football. You want your best best on the field. Mm-hmm. And what we're doing, you want the best on TV. We're a TV entity. That's what AEW is. And uh, right now, that's what we are. So I, I think that we're. Uh, I think we're heading in the right direction on both fronts, SEC and the AEW. Yeah, I, I, our friend Tim Brando has suggested that we're just going to get maybe three, maybe well, really three super conferences out of all of this, right? And then the speculation here in the Midwest is that Kansas can move over to the Big Ten, which is fine. I, I have no problem with Kansas, Michigan State, like on a random Tuesday or Thursday. That's a matchup that you'd see in the non-conference that you wouldn't see in conference play. So I got no problem with that. I just and I'm I'm okay with change. I just like to see what happens to the rest of the Big Twelve after this change happens with Tech with OU in Texas. Yeah, well, it was on it was on the shaky legs anyway. Mm-hmm. Nobody likes Texas because they're omnipotence. <laughs> You notice when I mentioned them earlier, I didn't even—I mentioned the Big Twelve earlier. I didn't even mention Texas. No, you did. <laughs> but, uh, but but all due respect and, and being truthful, I mean they're a major f- football program. They've been down, but you can look back at any program's history and see down periods. So uh, they've got all the facilities, all the all the the fan base, the the donors, the alumni, and they and they recruit in a great state. I mean. My school's made a living out of recruiting Texas. Right. <laughs> Barry, Barry Swisher made a Bud Wilkerson made a living out of recruiting Texas. So the Texas Texas is a fertile state for high school football. And you know that, that sooner than later, uh, UTs will get back in the hunt, and they're going to be considered, uh, as they used to be, as one of the top forerunners uh, to recruiting uh, in, in the Big 12. So are now in, and subsequently coming to the SEC. So... It, it, I think it makes the SEC stronger. Uh, I think, again, creating new... All college football is, Jonathan, is a television program. Uh, it's a, it's nothing more, more than, pro, you know, the, the guys, the owners, the owner rights holders, like Fox or ESPN, uh, they're counting on, uh, you know, uh, these new TVs, these new TV eyes to make them all more money. 
and I think they're they're stepping in the right way. Uh, uh, Jim Ross with us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday with Jonathan Hood. The Voice of Wrestling is with us. And don't forget that AEW will be coming to the Now Arena. It's going to be in Hoffman Estates, Illinois, September 1st, 3rd, and 5th. We're going to give tickets away and also tickets are available at AEWTix.com. You're going to be in Houston here for the next AEW Dynamite. I'd be remiss if I didn't ask you about your days uh, knowing Paul Bosch in that Houston territory. Um uh, he he wanted his own way a lot of times, did he not, as a promoter? Oh, yeah. Yeah, he was a unique man. I had a lot of respect for Mr. Bosch, still do. Uh, had, he, he, what he did and the, and the income he created for talents in one market is much is Sam Mushnick like in St. Louis. They knew how to promote their town. And I learned a lot about local promoting from Paul Bosch. And, uh, you know, broadcasting with him was never – a dream job because we worked with no headphones uh, so we couldn't hear each other and we couldn't hear anything but the crowd and no, nobody in our head nobody in our headsets because we didn't have headsets so nobody was telling us what to say but Mr. Bosch had his own way of doing things he always held the mic you notice any of those old stand-ups yeah. or sitting down <laughs> he always held the mic and when he was done when you were done talking as far as he was concerned he just moved the mic back over to him, and he, he kept on talking. Uh, so he he was a very uh, regimented former military guy. He had his way of doing things. I was in, on his field, on his turf, on his TV time, and I was there because Bill Watts put me there, not because Paul Bosch requested me. But when they became partners, that was part of the deal, that, uh, that Jim Ross was going to be on the broadcast team. And I don't know that Paul liked that a hell of a lot. And we never had a crossword, to be honest with you. Mm-hmm. But you could tell by his body English. and He had he had his way. He was an older fella. He had his, kind of like I am now. He had his way of doing things. Mm-hmm. And, and, and and he thought it was the right way of doing them, much as I do. Uh, but, you know, it's, maybe it's not for everybody. But I, I had a good experience down there. We, we had some great crowds there at the Sam Houston Coliseum. It was really an amazing atmosphere to to, uh, to broadcast from. Uh, you, I want to ask you about Kenny Omega because in that matchup against Christian, it gave me something that I've been waiting to see for a long time, Jim, and that is you know, seeing shock, like uh, where you have an expectation that it might go one way and it goes the other. That that uh, show on Friday, I did not expect Christian to win. I thought that he would be a favorite to win, but I didn't expect him to win. I want to get your thoughts about that matchup on Rampage between Omega and Christian because Christian dialed it up in a big way. I've always thought he's always a solid wrestler, but I think he took another step in my eyes just winning that Impact title on Friday. Yeah, and it was truly really amazing to see how that went through, went went down, Jonathan. I I watched that show from home, and I had no spoilers, none, zero, and that was on purpose. I didn't want to know the order of the matches. I didn't want to know who was going to do this or going to come in and run in and do that or whatever. I just wasn't I wasn't interested. I wanted to be surprised. I wanted to watch it as a fan, and I did. I thought they had uh, an amazingly good match for Christian to be away from uh, strong competition for seven years and then come back in here and start over uh, is very admirable. And I thought Kenny Omega was a real pro and very, uh, uh, what the word I'm looking for, very, he was hospitable. Mm-hmm. He, he, was, he wasn't selfish. And I thought Kenny did, had, they had a great uh, match. And then whoever came up with the chairs at the end, the chair at the end, 
to use in the finish, I thought was brilliant. I didn't see that finish coming. I didn't see Ken, I didn't see Kenny losing. So I thought it was really good creative on, on, on Rampage. And, you know, uh, we're going to be in, in Chicago this Friday for another Rampage. Yeah. Um, where is Omega amongst the best that you called? Uh, you And I watched you in New Japan. I wasn't familiar with Omega until you called those matches in New Japan. And I saw that those trilogy of matches that he was in against the Rainmaker. And I thought, boy, this guy... He's, he's different than what I'm used to as a longtime wrestling fan, but he does work well. What do you think of, of his overall performances as a wrestler? Oh, I think Kenny's one of the top small handful of wrestlers in the entire world. Uh, I've seen him have really good matches with a variety of people uh, and always fundamentally sound, uh, always uh, telling a good story that I can follow. So, uh, but Kenny's, uh, he's just an amazing talent. He's, uh, and many will argue when I said he's one of the top, you know, small handfuls of talents in the entire world. I think that's a hell of a compliment, quite frankly. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some will say he's the best. And I'm not in a position to argue that point because I don't know what you're basing it on. Uh, but based on my little cheat sheet, my little box checking apparatus, uh, he's, he does everything that we need. He's, He's good on the mic. He's good as a, a baby face. He's good as a heel. Uh, he knows how to sell. Uh, he's got great crowd psychology and innate timing. So uh, we're lucky to have Kenny Omega in AEW. And, and I think the best times are still ahead of us. Lastly, Jim, and I appreciate your time. Um, we're not going to break the internet here, but I'm, I'm curious whether or not you're going to write another book about your AEW experience somewhere down the line. Well, the offer's there. You know, uh, my first two books, Slobberknocker and Under the Black Hat, have done well. And I appreciate everybody that's bought a copy. Uh, it's been cool. Uh, and, uh, and and I appreciate it. Uh, but there's talk about it. I think we just need to get down the road a little bit farther. You know, we're not quite three years old yet. Mm-hmm. And so I think maybe let it play out a little bit. And then, you know, I'd like to do... In a perfect world, my health stays good. And I'm knocking on wood right now. Uh, I'd like to do one more strong year on AEW. I'd like to do another year there, and then take it a year by year. I I I, I still love what I do. And, you know, with Jan gone and me being a widower, mm-hmm. uh, the AEW has become my family. And uh, I and there were times in this grieving process where I really needed a family and. I've got that with my friends at AEW and all these young kids that respect me and, you know, growing up as the voice of their childhood or their dad's childhood or whatever it may be. Mm-hmm. So uh, I'm uh, I, I, I'm open to the idea. You know, if I do, I'll write it with Paul O'Brien without, without a doubt. And, uh, you know, we've got some very strong interest in making Under the Black Hat a film. And I just talked to the, uh, the fellow they hired as the I don't know if he's a showrunner or the director or executive producer. I'm not sure what his title is. I'm not big on titles. Uh, Just get the job done. We got some interest there, so uh, we'll see. Uh, I'm I'm not against it, but I want to make it sure it's got to be a real good book. And I've been behind the scenes for hours of AEW activity and programming and meetings and this, that, and the other. So uh, I'm... I'm, uh, I mean, I'm more than casually interested. Uh, is there a place where I can get barbecue sauce and mustard and hot sauce for Labor Day? Do you know a spot? 
I know it's not jrsbbq.com. You know, we've got a lot of real loyal customers there in the, in the in Chicago land. Mm-hmm. The Chicago is known for the amazing red meat. I mentioned Gibson's, and I'm sure there's a hundred more great steakhouses there, if not more. I just Gibson's has kind of been my home base out there at Rosemont, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I like going there. Great service, good food, uh, and I've been going there forever. So it's kind of the tradition when I go to Chicago. I got it. It's like going to Pittsburgh last week and going for Manning Brothers one time. Mm-hmm. I got off the plane and Raphael Morphy and I got in the car. We drove straight to. Uh, uh, for many brothers before checking at the hotel. So I'm, my food game is good right now. So Gibson's <laughs> will be Gibson's will be a welcome stop, no doubt about it. All right. So uh, don't forget the podcast Grilling Jr. with Jr. and Conrad Thompson as well. And Jr. I always love our conversations. They're never interviews, just conversations and catching up. And uh, you'll be here in Chicago again for the first, third, and fifth of September. AEWTix.com, and also we'll be giving away tickets here on uh, ESPN One Thousand for those that want to go. Um, it's going to be great. Uh, you know, the, the, there have been questions on the online like, "Well, is AEW going to burn out Chicago?" Well, that's never going to be the case because we're crazy we'll always go to wrestling events no matter what so the i mean people have been going to wrestling events since the old comiskey park and nature boy buddy rogers they're not they're not going to stop coming because you know how crazy we are in chicago about our wrestling absolutely i love it it's what makes it feel like home every time i come back there uh but the fans are going to see some great stuff you know we the ticket sales have been amazing as i mentioned earlier i'm just overwhelmed with how successful the ticket sales have been and uh, you know we got a great team, great great marketing team. We've got a great behind the scenes team. I mentioned Rafael Morphy; he's the promoter of those events. And does a great job. I worked with Rafael for many years, over a decade in WWE. Uh, so he's does he's our one of our MVPs. There's just no doubt about it. So uh, it's going to be pretty good. But tickets are not; they're not all sold out. And Rafael's good about going into looking at all these venues multiple times a day to see what seats he meant be able to open up. So if you haven't got a ticket and you're still interested in going and watching our guys and gals do their thing, uh, you know, just go to, you can see where tickets are available at AEWTIX.com and that'll solve all your issues. JR, as always, I appreciate my friend. Thanks so much for coming on with us here in Chicago. You bet, buddy. I look forward to seeing you, Jonathan. Ah, yes. Good old JR Jim Ross joining us here on Tuesday Wrestling Tuesday. Hope you enjoyed our conversation. And don't forget, we will be giving tickets away. We mentioned this several times in the interview, the conversation, that we will be giving away AEW tickets. I'm so hyped that we gave away WWE Raw tickets in early August, and now we'll be giving away tickets for the September shows for AEW as well. I love we can be able to do that under the ESPN 1000 banner. Don't forget to follow along on social media, Wrestling TWT on Twitter and Instagram. You can also find out when exactly we'll give those tickets away. Go back in the archives with TWT. Hear my conversations uh, that I had with listeners on Busted Open. I was on Busted Open Radio this past Saturday with Ryan McKinnell. And so if you missed that conversation, we talked about AEW Rampage and also SmackDown from Friday in Tulsa. So we had a lot of fun talking about that, and I uh, gave some news and notes as well. My thoughts on Ric Flair, my thoughts uh, on the NXT cuts. So if you missed some of the previous episodes, go back and listen to it. Leave five stars in a review. That's all I ever ask. I always ask, hey, leave five stars in a review. 
and let people know that Jonathan Hood Talks Wrestling Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday right here. Thanks so much as always for checking out Tuesday, Wrestling Tuesday. <laughs>